Ezekiel chapter 37, beginning at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and sat me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Lord, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause you, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I shall lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. Behold the shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, and lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say unto the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came in to them. and They lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. Then said he unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, cause you to come up out of your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, and O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, and then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Now that's a lot of scripture, more than I normally read, I know that, and don't know how much we'll touch on this scripture today. But I want to go back to what the Lord told Ezekiel to do. He told him to prophesy. Now, this is a crazy world that we live in. It is so nuts, if you'll have that term, that people will pay folks not even affiliated with the church of the living God to indicate to them what scripture means and to prophesy what's going to happen in the end days and things of that nature. The Bible tells me 
that God is no respecter of persons. It tells us over in James, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give it to all men liberally. All is me, all is you. He's left us everything we need to know right here between the lids of the King James Version Bible. And so prophesy. And men get hung up on titles. Some get hung up on the, the term pastor. Some get hung up on the term prophet. Things of that nature. And I don't want you to confuse what I'm about to tell you. And just because I'm preaching on prophesy, I don't mean I'm a prophet. I'm going to tell you what I am. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen. I'm going to tell you what I am. I'm scarcely saved. Why? Preacher, what are you talking about? You're a pastor. The Bible says, If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? To tell you the truth, I barely got in by the skin of my teeth. And you did too. If it wasn't for the grace of God, if it wasn't for the blood that was shed on Calvary, we'd never made it. We just barely, we're unworthy, we're unfit to be children of God. And thanks be to God, He had mercy on a sinner like me. Aren't you glad? We wasn't even allowed under the Old Testament, and I'll get to this in just a minute, we weren't even allowed under the Old Testament. You wouldn't have been allowed to sit where you're sitting at this morning. You'd have never been allowed through the door. None of us, to my knowledge, are of Jewish descendants. None, none of us have Jewish heritage in us, Jewish blood. Naturally speaking, if you ran our DNA, well, there probably wouldn't be a drop in us. And if you weren't of Israel... You didn't even make it to the door. Actually, they took the sacrifice. They took the blood. The priest took it into the holiest of holies. He scattered it upon the mercy seat and you were dependent upon him to live right, to be in the center of God's will, to even got forgiveness for one year. But thanks be to God, there was a sacrifice sent from heaven so that us lowly sinners could be born again by the Spirit and power of God. Through the blood of Jesus, I stand before you today a scarcely saved sinner. All right. Prophesy, Ezekiel. Now I'll get to this. It's not, you know what we want to hear? We want to hear good things, don't we? We want to hear things that tell us we're going to be blessed. We want to hear prophecy that tells us that all's going to be well. We want to hear prophecy that tells us that we're not going to have to change a thing about what we're doing in order to get all we want in life. Not so, folks. And now listen, it's human nature, and our human nature is no different than what it was two, 3,000 years ago. Humans are humans. You want Bible of it? All right, let's look in Isaiah, and it says this. The people said... Teach, uh, tell us uh, uh, of good things. Don't tell us, uh, 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 speak smooth things to us. Don't tell us right things, speak smooth things to us. That's where we're at today. We want everything to be smooth. We don't want any 
We don't want any potholes in the road. We don't have to make any turns or anything like that. We want to continue in life just like we are, pretending we're okay with God and know it. I read over in Revelations, I believe it's the church of the Lacedonians, it said we have need of nothing and no stone, that we're wretched, that we're poor. I'm here to tell you today, it's about time we take inventory and see exactly where we're at when it comes down to the prophecy of the Lord. What are you talking about, preacher? Are we in the center of God's will? Are we right up close where we need to be? I didn't hear any shouting this morning, so evidently there's room for all of us to move up a little bit. I didn't see any tears. I didn't hear very few little praises. We need revival. All right. Prophesy. Not everything that you hear is from the Lord. Do you know that? Just because a man carries a Bible, that don't mean what he's saying is of the Lord. Just because he professes to be a Christian, that don't mean it's of the Lord. Look at the man of God that went down to talk to Jeroboam. He had prophecy for Jeroboam, didn't he? He said, men's bones will burn upon this altar that you've resurrected at Bethel. You've made you out of fear. You resurrected this altar to keep men from going back to Jerusalem because you were afraid if they went back to Jerusalem that they would turn against you and, and back to Rehoboam. And I'm telling you, men's bones will burn up on this altar. And it made Jeroboam angry. Let me tell you something. If the man of God gets up with all the love that he's got and he preaches and he finds you short and you get angry at him and you want to have retribution, you better look out. Trouble is heading your way. Jeroboam reached his arm out to get a hold of the man of God and it withered. And he asked the man of God to pray for him and his arm was restored. And in return, Jeroboam offered him to come in and he would give him a place to rest and give him some food to eat. And the man of God said, if you give me up to half of your kingdom, I wouldn't take it because I've been told not to take any food or any water or not even to go back the way I came. And so we read where the man of God was on his way and there was a prophet down in that land and country that went out and said why don't you come in the Lord's told me that you can come in and I'll give you food and I'll give you drink and you can sit down and rest with me and he went I'm here to tell you today don't believe me because I'm Mike Strange don't believe me because I'm your pastor you better trust in the word of God and stay close to it because the coming of the Lord is nothing He believed the prophecy of the prophet and it cost him dearly. Have you read this? You need to. It's in 1 Kings chapter 13. The man of God got done with his meal. They saddled him a donkey. He set out and the lion came and destroyed the man of God. He left the donkey standing. 
You think the Lord listened close. He left the donkey standing, but he destroyed the man of God. Why, even the prophet that had lied to him went down and retrieved the body of the man of God while the lion was sitting there. Friend, let me tell you something. You better not believe just anything and everything. Amen. Amen. You better base your beliefs off the King James Version Bible. Amen. People will tell you anything. They will tickle your ears. They'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Having a form of godliness. You know that, don't you? Having a form of godliness. Just because it looks like God. Just because that it acts like something you've seen before. Just because they have some of the same words, some of the same sayings, some of the same songs. Does not mean it's the same thing. You better follow the Spirit and the power of God. Prophesy. Tell us. The king in Jeremiah's time didn't want to hear Jeremiah's prophecy, did he? He took the words on the scroll and he cut out what he didn't like and threw it in the fireplace. Burned it up. Did that make Jeremiah's words not come to pass? The city still failed, didn't it? The king still lost his life, didn't he? Just because, now listen. Satan's fighting me on this. Just because we live in 2021, just because alcoholism is considered a disease, pedophilia is considered a disease, and, oh Lord, preacher, you better not go there. Adultery is okay. Homosexuality, you're born that way. You better read the King James Version Bible. You better believe what it says just because somebody with a tie on or a collar says it's all right. You better stick with the word that's forever settled in heaven and live your life to it. Sin! Is sin is sin. And before we look down on the alcoholic, before we look down on the adulterer, before we say I'd never be a homosexual, listen to me, I want to preach to you today. Oh, that's including me. That's including you. Have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And just because my sin is different from your sin does not make it any less black all have sinned and we all therefore need repentance. <laughs> we want to look down on people because they don't act like us, they don't talk like us, they don't, they don't walk like us, they don't dress like us. We're all sinners. Get over that and let's all get to God. All right. Prophesy. Ahab wanted to take Ramoth Gilead. He said that belongs to us. And he called on Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. 
to come down and fight with him, and they did. But before they went, Jehoshaphat was a king that God had ordained. And he wanted the prophet of the man of God. He wanted to con consult a prophet of the Lord. We'll listen. And there's nothing wrong with this. Please don't get insulted. We listen to Dave Ramsey. He's a financial advisor. That kind of thing. We'll take his advice. Or you may talk to somebody from Edward Jones or these different in, in financial institutions. That's all well and good. But we'll listen to their advice. We'll, we'll listen to the doctor when he says you have high blood pressure. You need to take this pill and it will help your blood pressure. We will believe his advice, won't we? Different ones we'll take advice from. And, and they'll say, if you'll take this pill, your blood pressure will come down and you will be healthier. That's a form of prophecy, isn't it? We'll believe that, hook, line, and sinker, and that's all well and good. But what about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have we believed it? Have we? Now listen, we see doctors for the body. It's about time we consult the doctor for the soul. It's about time we talk to Jesus. And so, uh, remember, we've been calling out songs from the songbook today. How about number 92 in the green book? Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. That's what's the matter. That's what the trouble is. That's what the problem today is. It's not right. We're wrong, not right. And we need to have a consultation, a word of prayer, a little talk with Jesus. Amen. Amen. See, like I'm scattered here, there, and everywhere, but the Lord's helping me. All right. Let's talk to the prophet of the Lord. There were four, there were many prophets that Ahab had consulted. You know what they all had to say? Smooth words. They said, go down there and you'll win victory at Ramoth Gilead. The Lord will grant you that. And one of Ahab's prophets even made him a horn, a uh, 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 <coughs> a cap, a crown, whatever you want to call it, that had horns on it, and said, by these horns, you'll push the, the enemy out. You'll get rid of them. All the prophets of Ahab had, had prophesied good. They had prophesied victory. They had prophesied it wouldn't be any trouble at all. And yet Jehoshaphat wanted to talk to a prophet of the Lord. It does not matter how many people you seek advice from, what the doctors are saying, what the financial advisors are saying, how many neighbors, how many friends have told you what you need to do. You better seek a prophet of the Lord Jesus Christ. You better seek an old time preacher man that tells you you must be born again. Yeah, there's one, but I hate him. He never speaks good to me, only evil. And so they call up the man of, of God, and he tells them the same thing that Ahab's prophet tells them. He says, go, and the Lord's going to give you Ramoth Gilead. And the king says, 
Have I not told you to speak only truth to me? Be careful what you ask for. And he said, I see all Israel scattered as sheep without a shepherd. And the prophet that had made the horns for Ahab scolded him. He said, take him down there and lock him up until I return. And the prophet of the Lord said, if thou return at all, then I've not prophesied right. So into battle they go. And just for a little extra security, there's a lot more in this than I'll ever preach out. You pray on for a few minutes. Johnny, please pray for me. Oh, Ahab says, Jehoshaphat, let's swap. You put on my robe, I'll put on yours. I'll disguise myself and they'll never know it was me. You can put on any face you want to. You can wear the suit and tie. You can wear grandpa's overalls. Whatever you want to wear. Jesus sees your black heart. He knows what's on the inside. He knows exactly the sin that you're living with. That you're satisfied with. That you won't give up. That you won't give in. That you'll put between you and Him. And He knows what it takes for you to let go of that. And be revived. You can't disguise. It just don't work. And when they seen Ahab's robe on Jehoshaphat, they chased after him. And a man that had a bow let an arrow go. You know what happened to that arrow? It went right through Jehoshaphat's robe and through Ahab. Now, he stayed on the battlefield. They won the victory, but he bled out in the chariot. You can't outrun the prophecy of the Lord. We, don't, we want to hear smooth words, don't we? We don't want to hear right words. Prophesy. Did you know they even told Jesus? Did you read about that? They blindfolded him. And they took their hand. And they smote him. You know what they said? Prophesy. Tell us who it was that smote thee. If you want to read some of Jesus' prophecies, go over to the 23rd, 21st chapter of Matthew, I believe it is. And you can read them there. Even John the, Baptist, John the Revelator, the angel told him, he said, for thou must prophesy again unto many kindred tongue and nations. So I want to leave you a little bit of prophecy. I'm not a prophet, but I want to tell you what's going to happen. I've asked you for weeks to pray about a revival. If you've been praying, God will give. If we have humbled our heart, if my people, Marty quoted this in the Sunday school lesson, it's 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 7, if I'm not mistaken. 
chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by mine, and now listen, let's make some clarification. Are you hearing me today? Because your name is on the church book at Dutch Bottoms. Do you wear the shirt? Do you have the sash? Do you have the license plate? Do you say, oh yes I am when somebody asks you? Are you one of his? Are you a Christian? Amen. Do you say I'm saved? Then that would make you one of his people that qualifies you and includes you in the group. If my people, that's us, which are called by my name, we call ourselves, we first called Christians at Antioch, would you raise your hand if I said raise your hand if you're a Christian? Why, you certainly would, wouldn't you? If my people, which are called by my name, here's the first part and the hardest part, shall humble themselves. We walk around with pride, too prideful to humble our hearts, too prideful to come to the altar, too prideful to hit our knees, too prideful to say for Forgive me. Pride is eating our people up today. It's about time we humble ourselves and pray and seek my face and repent of their sins. Let's see what all we have to get to to get to revival. Humble, pray, repent, seek his face. Just because we say we're going to have revival don't mean we're going to have one. We got to go through the process. We got to hit all them steps. Are you willing to this week? Are you willing to? I'm about done. I want all our young people to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to do anything, I'm not going to ask you to say anything. I want all our young people to stand up. Now they stood right up here last week. We had a wonderful service Sunday morning. They told you about their salvation experiences, didn't they? Do you love these children? Oh, that's weak. Surely to goodness, you love these boys and girls. Do you love these children? I'm going to ask you something stupid. Because I know the answer and you do too. I guess I'll use Sina because she's the youngest that's standing this morning. If you saw her running toward the highway, cars passing to and fro, 70 mile an hour, preaching the speed limit is 55, you know and I know we don't do that. John has issues with his legs. I've noticed he has to hold the things occasionally. I believe he would run as hard as he could run to keep that young from getting run over. You would too. And you very well know it. We had several testify. I remember Sarah said she got saved at home. I remember Lady giving her testimony. I remember Kata giving her testimony. But we had some that don't have a testimony yet. What are you going to do this week?
week to keep our children out of hell. What are you going to do this week to see that they get saved? Oh, preacher, that's not bad. Yes, they are because their parents brought them to Dutch Bottoms. They trusted you with their salvation. Are you going to sit still, live in the same old valley you've been in for years, never pray, never see God's face, never make God a priority? Or are you going to pray? Are you going to get right? Are you going to repent? Are you going to move up? Are you going to be revived so that we can see our children saved? I love our young folks. You know what they do to me? They come up to me and they hug my neck. Young and you can sit down. I'm going to tell this on Tavia. I was in the hallway back there. And Tavian came in, and Juanita was in front of me, and she kind of stood in the doorway and was just aggravating him. She said, what's the password? And what Tavian had to say returned, I love you. She said, that's the, that's the best password I've heard. Because <laughs> let me tell you something, Dutch Bottoms. The spirit and power of God's been dealing with our sinners. If you want to see them saved, you need to make God the priority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to see them saved, I've never been so proud of a young boy in all my life. Ethan stood right here last Sunday morning and testified how he had a burden on his heart for a sinner. Now that's growth. That's real growth. I've been here almost seven years. I've never heard some heard some of you say that. I'm proud of that young man. You could tell that he'd been praying about it. You could tell that it bothered him because the sinner hadn't gotten saved yet. We take it for granted, don't we? That we'll come back next Sunday and the following Sunday and the Sunday after that and our little sinners will still be saved. Will they? Right here sits a gentleman that deals with tragedy all the time. Homes broken to pieces, children neglected and abused. Well, preacher, me and mine are okay at this moment. I'm sure Chuck sees families all the time that could have made the same statement just a week, two, three before that. Friend, Let me go back to Ethan's testimony for just a minute. You know what that sounded like to me? That sounded like travail. Do you know what that is? It'll be Mother's Day here in about three weeks. You mothers know what that is, don't you? You know what travail means. 
I remember Tammy was just as jolly and joking and cutting up. But when it got right down time to have our children, all the laughing stopped. There was one thing that mattered. Bringing that child into the world. Now you know me. I like to joke and cut up and things like that. But it's about time we get serious. It's about time that it bothers us that our sinner children will leave this building still lost. I don't know, and I hope I never find out. They say one of the worst things that can happen as a parent is that you lose a child. I hope I never find out. But what would be far worse would be to lose a child that had never been saved. You want me to prophesy? Okay. Here's a smooth thing that most people believe. Why everybody will go to heaven. We all like to believe that, but it's just not so. That's a smooth thing. That's not a right thing. You want to make you a little bit uncomfortable? We're sitting in a building today, and not everybody in the building will go to heaven. There are some that are lost and undone, and you will not just go to heaven. You have to have Jesus as your Savior. You... So I'm not saying this on my authority, John. I'm going to repeat the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know we have different denominations that believe different things. We have some that believe in foot washing. There's nothing wrong with that. We have some that believe in anointing. There's nothing wrong with that. But let me tell you what should be a commonality between every denomination. Jesus Himself said, Ye must be born again. You have to be saved. There's no other way to get from earth to glory. How do I do that? I preached it last Sunday. What did Paul and Silas tell the Roman jailer? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Aren't you glad it's that simple? Thou shalt. Well, Chuck, I didn't have to be smart. Gary, I didn't have to have anybody. There were no conditions set. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt. Aren't you glad when you called on Him that He saved you to the uttermost? He didn't leave you out. Let me relay this to you, and then I'll hush. You all know I usually get here early. I set up the thing on Facebook so we can put it out. And I got word just this week. There's an elderly lady. She's got an autoimmune disease. She can't get out. She can't go to church. She sent me word that Dutch Bottoms have been a blessing to her. See, 
You never know. But I've been setting that up. and I put, Lord's kind of laid it on my heart. When we set it up, there are two things we have to type in order for, before it will record, before it will broadcast. You have to put a title, and usually I put the day, service, and the date. And then you have to put a caption. So what I've been doing is putting a Bible verse. This morning's verse, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I'm going to prophesy, if you will count your blessings, you'll be praising. I'm going to prophesy if you will count your blessings you will praise the Lord. You know what we do? We look at one tiny minute problem and we make a mountain out of the molehill. If we count our blessings we probably wouldn't even notice the molehill. John has you raise your hand if you know a sinner. Raise your hand if you had food to eat this morning. I did. I had choices. I could have had several different things. Raise your hand if you laid down in a warm bed in a safe place last night. Amen. Raise your hand if your family is all healthy and you don't have anybody in the hospital. Raise your hand if you have no one waiting at the funeral home to go see. Raise your hand if you drifted off to sleep last night with peace in your heart because you know you've been saved. Amen. Raise your hand if you have a church that loves you and you love it and you're glad to be a part of it. Raise your hand if you have a way to, to put food on the table. If God's blessed you with a job or blessed you with a way that you could buy the things that you need to get through life. Because Satan would like to destroy all that. Do you know that? And if we sit down, he will. Did you know that? God has been too good to us to sit down. God has been too good to me and you. You saw these young people stand up this morning, didn't you? I don't know how many Sundays I've preached to you. I started out with this number. Last Sunday, I think it got to this or this. Regular attendees sinners that need salvation have you prayed for any one of these has it bothered you has it woke you up this is not a place to make connections this is not a social hour this is the house of the Lord this is a place to see our sinners saved
I hope that you're praying to that end. I hope that you're praying. Now listen, (laughs) preacher, I don't really know that child that well. You may be the one that's holds the key to their salvation. I'm going to tell a little something on myself. It took me a few days, and I love every one of Wendy's kids. I do. It tickles me to death to get to hug their neck and to talk to them. I love every one of them, but it took me a few days to learn each one's name. But we may be in service. And you may have no clue what their names are. And I'm just using them as an example. I could go over here to Kaylee or or anyone. And the Lord speak to you. And say, ask that child if they'd like to be saved. I've seen it go as far as not even have to say anything. I saw my dad go back. And the young man's name was Christopher Manning, Darrell Manning, youngest boy. And dad just reached out his hand. And Christopher shook his hand. Dad never said a word. And Christopher went to the altar <laughs> and got saved. You may have the key to someone's salvation. Are you going to throw it away? Are you going to leave the car? Are you going to put it in a desk drawer? Tonight, are you going to pray and ask Jesus to save that precious soul? Let me tell you this, a little anecdote, and then I'll be done. I remember a Bible school Seems like I pick on Jenna all the time, but I remember at Bible school three, four years ago, something like that. In the same service on a Thursday night, you're gonna think the preacher, that's what the elders for. He's nigh to them that have a broken heart and will save such as a contrite spirit. In the same Thursday night Bible school service. Jenna got saved about right here. Elise got saved right there on Debbie's lap. Mm -hmm. Preacher, that's been a few years. COVID's happened. COVID don't have a thing to want to do with salvation. Now, we're going to encourage people to wear their mask this week. Use your common sense and open your ears and listen to the Lord. Don't you let your mask keep you from praising the Lord. You can still do that. You can praise, it, praise Him with the mask on. Did you know that? Friends, it's about time that we let quit letting things get between us and God. I don't know how long I'll get to live in this life. Uh, My dad died when he's 77. That's just a little over 20 years away from me. I may live beyond that 87, 97. I don't know. 
that I never will forget a Thursday night when two sinners got saved and they was nowhere near the altar. The Lord was in that service. He's not changed. He can still save. I'd like to see another service where the Lord saves all over the house. Well, I recall the last Bible school we had. We had so many sinners on the altar. You had to watch where you stepped. And here we are two years later, and he can do it again. And the, that I mentioned, their little soul is just as important as Jenna's, as Elise's, <coughs> as Jared's, as ladies. We can't quit. We cannot give up. And I will give you this prophecy. If we do, they're going to bust hell wide open. You don't like that sound, do you? I hope you don't. I hope that don't sit well with you. I'm not going to preach to you that everything's okay. Jason, my boys are all grown now. They're married and moved out. But some saint of God prayed for them to be saved. Your girls are about grown. You'll turn around and they'll be moved out and married and gone. But some saint of God prayed for them to get saved. Here we are. Let's pray for them. Somebody has to lead them to Jesus, don't they? If we will humble ourselves, if we will do the things we know to do that will bring about revival, we'll see them saved. I'm old I'm past my prime you can still pray if you can't walk a step your prayer may be the one that gets rings heaven's veils that causes the sinner to be saved I'm going to say this it takes the whole church the whole church to see sinners saved. The whole church. When Tammy went to have our children, she didn't leave an arm at home. She didn't leave a leg in White Pine and the rest of her went to Morristown. She was there 100% to see that child born. It's going to take us all. And, and I don't know. I've never had a child, but you ladies can, can confirm this. I believe that it just is a, your whole body just has a reaction, I'd, I'd imagine. It didn't feel drained. That, it, that you'd work with your whole body to see that child brought in. It's going to take us all. Don't think that we can do this without you. We need you.
I'll prophesy. If you make the Lord the priority, he'll save your children. If you make the Lord the priority, he'll send you blessing after blessing after blessing. Preacher, I've just had it so hard just lately. Don't look to me. Let's go to God's word. The way of a transgressor is hard. So if I'm having a hard time, there must be something I'm putting between me and God that keeps him from using me and blessing me. You want to see a revival? If we pray, if we humble ourselves, if we repent, that's a hard part, ain't it? But we've got to do that and seek his face. Then will he hear from heaven and heal our land. I tell you what, we're in an awful mess. We're in an awful mess. I'm 54 years old, soon to be 55. I have never seen so much hatred in my life. If you don't believe like I believe, I can't be your friend. I can't talk to you. Shame on you. That's not godliness. We're supposed to love one another. God is. And anything short of that's not God. Preacher, they don't look like me. They don't talk like me. They don't act like me. They don't walk like me. Love them anyway. Because that's the only way you'll win them. Prophesy. If we love these kids, it'll be our heart's desire to see them saved. If we want revival, we'll obey the Lord. We'll make him a priority. And if we don't want revival and we don't pray, we won't see a revival. And I will prophesy this. If you want revival, you can be revived. And if you don't want revival, you won't be revived. You might see Gary or different ones here. Isaac, bury everything they have in the Lord and pray. And the next time you see them in a the church service, they might be shouting. <clears throat> and then you might see Mike, who makes his priorities what's coming on TV, who makes his priorities and what I can get out and do. He'll be old cold. No spirit. No power. No revival. Which one do you want to be? Would you choose? Choose you this day whom you will serve? I'll prophesy that it's going to show who you're chosen. Choose. The preacher. I don't want anybody to think anything of me. I don't make any waves. Not making a choice is a choice. Choose. Prophesy.
the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of dry bones and caused me to pass by and then round about and behold they were very very many in the open valley and they were very dry he said unto me son of man can these bones live and I answered O Lord God thou knowest and again he said unto me prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Now let's go down to verse 11. And thence he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, here's what the world has to say about us. Our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We are off. We are cut off for our parts. Don't you want, do you want to hear smooth words or do you want to hear right words? Let me tell you what the gospel will do to you. The gospel will be the right words. The gospel will be the words that will show you where you are and where you need to be. We all know a sinner. What are we willing to do about it? Because if you do nothing, here's a prophecy. If you do nothing, they'll still be lost. If you do nothing, they'll ease right off into hell. If you do nothing, you'll be a cold, dead Christian. Choose. Friend, come to revival. Listen to the gospel as it's preached to you. Come and give your life to the Lord. Come and get renewed up, get right. All right. What kind of prophecy do you want? Marquita, can you come and play just a